Welcome to the Embodied Rider podcast. My name is Julika Valentina and I'm an expert for trauma and neurocentered bodywork for horse riders. Have you experienced situations with your horse where the emotions, mindset or body was in the way and you would have wished for a solution? Then this is the perfect podcast for you. This podcast series has five episodes and it will all be about working atmosphere, how you can create a good working atmosphere, how you can create a good environment for learning and for relaxation. So within five episodes, I will talk about how to have breaks, how to communicate, how to relax, how to use aids um, in order for you to understand the importance of a good working atmosphere. In this first episode, we're talking about having breaks in your riding session or in your groundwork session. Um, so why actually do we have breaks or why we should allow the horse to have breaks? Um, I think it is very important to give the horse the room, the space to actually process and to allow um, input to settle and one way of doing that is um, not doing anything for a moment really not asking the horse to do anything but really allowing the horse just to have some peace and quiet to think about what you just have asked the horse to do so the horse really has the time to integrate. So I differentiate between two different kinds of having a break. Um, so to me there is um, the possibility of standing and the possibility of walking. And I know there are many ways to do this and there are certain schools having all the breaks and standing and others saying no it's so much better to walk the horse while having a break so it seems that in the riding world um, opinions are quite different about this and um, let me tell you a little story and maybe you you can join me on this journey of understanding that even the way we create and we design our breaks um, are actually um, quite interesting and can be quite complex. Well, when I went to school, there was something called counting corners. It was like a game and um, we had to stand in one corner of the classroom and we had to count numbers. And if you had the correct answer, you w w were allowed to move towards the next corner and if you didn't you had to stay and then if you made another mistake the next round you were kind of the first one out and I remember how um, I had kind of a, a serious freeze response as soon as the teacher asked us to to go to the corners and um, and to count and to do some um, mental arithmetic. Uh, it really put stress on my system and I really tried hard. I was really bad at math. And, um, and whenever I had to do the job, um, I felt how my heartbeat would go up. 
I started sweating and actually it was quite interesting because I felt like I couldn't move in order to get the correct answer. So do you know the situation where you have to think about something so hard that you hardly can move and the look in your face is is very empty and you can't answer a question in that moment and you can't respond to anything but but the only thing you, you really can do is thinking. So to me, whenever something is new or something is very complex and, and I really have to think about it to find a solution, I my body, my mindset goes into kind of this freeze response and in order for me to be able to find a solution. And then I can only move when the solution is found. It's quite interesting and I experience this in everyday life. Um, so it seems, at least to me, and that's very personal, that there are situations where I need to be motionlessness in order to be able to process and to think something through. So what about you? Do you know that kind of situation where you have to be motionlessness in order to think? Because to me, it's quite interesting. There are also situations where I actually need to move to think. And that's another little story for you. So when I went to uni, we had this system called problem-based learning. And it meant that we had to do case studies. Um, And when we had to solve a case study, I remember how I was running circles in my little room um, to find the solution. So it seems like there are situations when I need to put the puzzle together where I have maybe, let's say, a basis of, of knowledge to, to get, it, get it done, to solve the case study. It, it actually helps me to move while processing an idea or a solution. So quite interestingly, um, and I can experience this in everyday life still, that there are situations where I kind of need to stop moving to be able to think. And there are situations where, for example, when I create a new bodywork session or I think about marketing actions I want to do or let's say maybe more creative or problem um, solutions to to maybe a problem or to a complex situation it actually helps me to move and just to walk and then it it feels even like the solution is is coming to me without me thinking too hard about it um thinking too hard about it makes it even more complicated sometimes so i feel um the second um situation really is trusting you your intuition and your knowledge and, and your wisdom and, and just all the experience you have already. And that's a that's a very very interesting um situation I feel. So so when we think about riding and, and groundwork and 
And about our horse, I feel that horses have situations in which they need to to think about something new, something complex, something they might not really understand yet. And that's the situation where I feel that a horse usually likes to stand still while having a break. And, and if you look at the horse's face and into the horse's eye and mouth area, I feel that, that this kind of empty <laughs> look, um, they can have this empty look. And sometimes it looks like they, they beamed themselves away from where they are to be able to process. And then after a while, they start swallowing and maybe chewing, licking, um, climping their eyes, or maybe they, they shake their head and, and they're kind of done. And then they're ready to go again. Quite interesting. And there's other situations, maybe when you ask something complicated, where the horse really had to find the solution and maybe your adrenaline levels went up a bit. Um, I feel sometimes how I offer standing still to the horse and I can feel how standing still in that moment puts rather more pressure on the horse and seems to be a very hard task. And I feel how the horse is asking me, can I just walk on a long rein? And so I allow the horses to walk on a long rein. So what I do is I design the brakes for my horse in a way I just my intuition tells me really. And it differs. It differs from, from one horse to the other. And I feel it, it differs every day. <laughs> So it, it really is all about trusting your feel and trusting your intuition and, and, and just your knowledge about your horse and knowing what is the best solution for him for, for being able to, to process and to integrate. And um, then it's quite interesting because working with a horse well, it's not all about the horse, is it? So we need to ask ourselves, what's, what about us? As I said, I know situations where I feel I need to be still, not moving, to be able to think. And then there are situations where I like to, you know, walk, um, to integrate and, and to kind of let go and to exhale. And, um, well, sometimes it, it's interesting... I feel that my desire to stand still is exactly the same desire of the horse. And we can stand still together and exhale and integrate. And whenever, whenever we're ready, we go again. Um, but then sometimes I feel, oh, the horse really would like to walk. And I feel like, oh, no, I need to kind of be motionlessness and, and not move for my process. Because sometimes maybe... An exercise we do is just like a repetition for the horse. And you could say maybe it was even a bit boring for the horse to do it again. <laughs> but maybe we really try to do something different, um, to sit different, to breathe different, to, to use cues in a different way. So maybe to us it was a very, very complex situation. But for 
the horse it seemed to be like just one more time and that's quite interesting um, how these situations can be quite challenging then <laughs> to find a good um, a good solution for for actually integrating learning for both for the horse and for the rider well you could also look at this from a biomechanical view and spending your brakes while standing still in a biomechanical view means that you allow the horse to to go kind of into the passive system and everything will be hanging and on top will be the weight of the rider the weight of the saddle and just from a from a biomechanical view that's not very healthy and i think yeah that's correct <laughs> it's not not optimal but um, if I feel that the horse in that moment really needs motionlessness, needs to stand still, needs to think, needs to just have nothing for a second, not even just moving somehow, I would choose to prioritize the head over the body. So really, there is more than one way to skin a cat. And I hope you really find your way and your perfect mixture of having breaks to enable learning, not only for you, but for you and for your horse. Next week, we will talk about making mistakes and being brave doing that and allowing it um, because making mistakes is such a, a big and important part of learning and yeah looking forward to have you and if you'd like please leave me a comment on my facebook page and i'm curious on how you will design your breaks in the future bye for now